And welcome back to another episode of the Athletic Studio Podcast. We are your hosts. I am Kate Oman. And I'm Gordon Jomini Vong. Today's going to be another rapid fire episode. We're talking all things mastering your sleep. This is yeah. something Gordon absolutely loves to chat about. He's got his aura ring. He's got his books. He's quite knowledgeable on this subject. So he's just going to chat oh, to us. I wouldn't sound. Oh, <laughs> come on. My you're a big napper. <laughs> my sleep's terrible. I'm the best at napping. My sleep is terrible. Yeah. So, But I'm working on it. Yeah, it's always it. a work in progress and we're just going to like little tidbits from this yeah. book, what you took away from it and yeah, just sharing with our audience what we, yeah. what's worked for us. And Yeah, yeah look, our, like, our audience is very smart. They know the importance of sleep, but like, I came across this book and I just wanted to share some really insightful things that I got from this book that I got from it. was just It just changed my perspective on the way that I look and think about sleep and even with the advice that I give to clients. And I think it's very relevant to your busy mums, dads, professionals, the people that, you know, that we train as well. Because they might be stressing out, oh, I need to sleep eight hours, I'm not getting my eight hours. And it just makes them worse because mm. then they're going in the cycle. Like, I'm never going to be a good sleeper, yeah. which is not necessarily the case, right? So the book that I came across is called Sleep by Nick Littlehale. I'll we'll put a link in the show notes for you to, if you want to download it and read it. But what really grabbed my attention from it in the first place was this guy was the sleep coach for Manchester United when they were winning all their trophies and NFL teams, sporting teams, elite athletes basically bring him in for him to consult for them and redo their whole sleeping pods to improve their recovery. I think one of the points was in the beginning, he made a really good point was like with professional athletes is that some days they'll play two to three games per week and they might not have the ability to sleep eight hours, especially if they're traveling and they're on the road. Instead of thinking about getting total hours of sleep per day, you want to think of it as total sleep cycles per week. What do you think about that? That's interesting. Can you elaborate? What is a sleep cycle? Yeah. A sleep cycle only goes for 90 seconds and I believe it goes through. 90 seconds? no, no, not, not nice. Man, I'll be going, oh, God. Oh, oh. I'll be, uh, why? No wonder you're so tired. Yeah, why am I so tired? <laughs> so a sleep cycle goes for 90 minutes. Yeah. yeah. That's it goes yep. through your light sleep, REM sleep, deep sleep, and then you come out of it, and then that will take 90 minutes yep. for one sleep cycle. Okay. Yeah, so you want to think of it as, yeah, total sleep cycles per week, and then what he recommends is like 35 cycles per week. Mm-hmm. If you're sleeping seven and a half hours per week, yep. then you're hitting that 35 cycles per week. So how many do you need a night? Seven and a half hours equals to that 35 cycles per week. I guess that's where that eight hours of sleep recommendation comes from. Mm-hmm. But you've just had a kid or you've got a, you're working a night shift yep. or super busy. There's just some days we, I know with me and some of the trainers, they're working early, some mm. clients, they're just never going to get that. Yeah. So what do you recommend? What does he recommend? So you've got to plan it, Kate. That's the whole thing. Plan the sleep, right. So you plan okay. the sleep. Yeah, right. So let's say to get my 35 cycles of sleep, mm. then I've been actually doing this unconsciously anyway mm. until like I read the book and I'm like, oh, shit, actually what I'm doing is actually okay because some nights you just won't get your full sleep. Yeah. But then you can just plan ahead and go, all right, maybe the next day I'll go to sleep a little bit earlier. Oh, to and get to add on the sleep the, cycle. Yeah. add on. Yeah, if you really want to be strategic with it, you can actually just do it like an Excel spreadsheet and go, I'm going to get three sleep cycles here. 10, 10 cycles here. Yeah. I'm going to nap here as well. Yeah. What is his take on napping? And so he obviously likes it. Yeah. So his take on napping 
are very positive, similar to most people. It's more of the quality of the nap and how long you nap for. For example, you nap for 10 to 20 minutes, power naps, they're still going to help your cognitive function and mental alertness because you're not going to have that, what do they call it? They call it sleep inertia when you're about to fall asleep and you yeah, wake up and you feel tired. That's Yeah, that's the worst, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, if you're going to nap, there's only two options. You only nap for 20 minutes yeah. or you nap for a full sleep cycle, which a is 90, 90 minutes. minutes. Yeah, right. Yeah, which makes sense too. Yeah, no, for sure. Because yeah. it's the worst feeling of having a quick doze and you wake up and you feel terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Avoiding yeah. that for sure. Yeah. So that's on, on naps. But then going back to the sleep cycles, yeah. what's relevant for our audience, me, myself, or athletes is, yeah, just plan it out throughout the week and see how that goes if that's not something that you've been doing either and then just see how you feel rather than stressing out oh shit i didn't get eight hours of sleep and then stressing out over it yeah life happens it is what it is more when can i make this up yeah and you have a family and a partner definitely probably try and work as a team and see if you can come to a compromise with them hey i'm going to get more hours sleep this day you can get more hours sleep that day (laughs) if you have got if you've got kids yeah true yeah you look after a baby for sure and they say Evidence says that in terms of getting body composition results, it, the lack of sleep is really detrimental to making progress. So, mm-hmm. I guess taking on this advice is really important because, yeah, if we do want to make, especially like those body fat reductions in ourselves or in our clients, it's, yeah, sleep is huge. So, yeah, something definitely to consider. Yeah. And that's why they're having sleep pods quite popular these days, especially in those sporting teams, like those elite sporting teams. In the book, when it was talking about Manchester United, they'll have like AM and PM training and they'll send their players from AM. The players would actually go home mm. and they would obviously be limited in how many hours sleep that they'll get. Yeah. So they, between the AM and PM session, they'll just stay in the club and then just utilize the club's sleeping pods. That would would be optimized for obviously sleep. And then other countries, like I think in Japan or Korea, they actually have sleeping pods, you know, at their work or, you know, everywhere. I've seen them in like little... Are they in Melbourne yet? Are they in the city? No. No? I don't know how to describe them. Like almost bunk beds. You just a little rectangle. You just slot in. Anyway, interesting. Hygiene would be probably a big thing. Yeah, that's actually true. Yeah. I think we're on to the third point now is a good one was in that book is actually understanding and working with your specific chronotype which means if you're a a morning person which is a lark or if you're an evening person which is you're an owl or you could be someone who's in between but then he was he was comparing like a soccer player's performance he would perform really well at night but for some reason during the day games he was just shit that interesting yeah yeah and that's quite relevant for training performance in weight training i think Sometimes maybe you might even look at your own performance and, okay, perform better in the morning or perform better in, in the evening. Yeah. What would you say you are? Right now, I reckon I'm like lunchtime or afternoon, just naturally. But I know that's because my sleep cycle isn't the best and it's something I'm working on. Whereas if there have been times where my sleep pattern was just more regular and I'd train in the mornings, no mm. problems. Yeah, that's true. Are you, would you say you I'd preferably, from lifestyle perspective, I'd preferably just train in the morning. Yeah. That's why I like. I want to be able to do that consistently. Yeah, and if you are lark, an evening person, or a, is that lark? <laughs> oh, sorry, morning person's a lark. Yeah, or an owl. Right now, I'm somewhere in between. Yeah, but I was having I was having this conversation with my hypnotherapist, who she's actually I wouldn't say my business coach, but I go to her for some breakthroughs, and I was like, oh, get, we'll get her on the podcast as well because she's really good with health and fitness. I go to her, Forrest. Sorry, name's Forrest. Forrest. The reason why I'm not getting as much work done and I just do my work in the evening on purpose because I know I've got so much time during the day to be lazy. 
Because I li live next to yeah. the studio. So is it a procrastination it's thing? It's more of a it? procrastination thing rather than a sleep thing. More of a routine. More of a routine. Yeah. So I've stuffed up my routine mm. and then I've got to redo Reset it. Reset it a bit. Reset yep. it back. Yeah. I could be a lark, a morning person if I wanted to. Yeah. And that's what I think you're a morning person. Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, just over time, especially now in this job, like you've, you've basically got to oh. be. Um, I'm definitely not a night owl. I'm cool to be in bed at eight o'clock mm. on a Saturday night. That's chill for me. But yeah. Yeah, if anyone follows Kate on her Instagram, she basically you'll see her 6, 7 a.m. selfies or not selfies <laughs> or at the gym, well, oh, getting it done. On the weekend. On the weekend. Yeah. I, I just like, like to get shit. up. <laughs> I, yeah, but like for me, because like, okay, I can, I've, I don't have kids. I've got the ability to be able to sleep mm -hmm. for the most part when I want to. I guess with the chronotype is there There would be a way, like some quizzes online to figure out your chronotype. If you've got an Oura Ring, Apple Watch, a whoop strap, I'm sure they'll be able to tell you. And you see what works for you. We have a lot of clients as well. They just know, hey, I want to do PT sessions in the evening. Mm. Like they're never going to come in during the morning. Yeah. Just because they know. But also you, know, you can always change that as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You can train yourself into being more so of a morning person. Yeah. But that's a good way to think of it, not just for training, but also if you want to be more productive, then do your productive work when it's going to be productive. Yourself, not against. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's true. So we've got here the sleep cycles and the naps, understanding your chronotype. And I think the last one was the sleep environment. Mm. This one was pretty cool. So the thing that I liked about the book was basically you just want to be as close to nature as possible. Wake up when the sun rises. Mm go to bed, slowly start to wind down at sunset yeah. or when it starts to get dark. Yeah. So it's that circadian rhythm yep. back to, what, a thousand years ago, what we would actually be doing. I think with the blue light and everything, that can be an issue with a lot of people's sleep or the ability to get to sleep because we are so overstimulated, whether that's watching TV, Netflix, going on your phone, emails before bed. I've seen increased popularity with blue light glasses. Did this yep. book touch on that? Is that something he would say it's important or... Yeah, definitely. You touched on like blue light glasses in the evening. And then one thing I didn't know about was in the morning, you can get sunrise lamps. You got oh my like, God, they're the best. Yeah. I, oh my God. They're called, what are they called? Hatches. Hatches. Yeah. And they like slowly light up your room Yeah, as a sunrise would. Because when you wake up and you put the light on, your eyes are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're squinting and you're feeling terrible. This one slowly lights up the room and it, yeah, it's, it imitates basically a sunrise, which okay. is cool. When I read that, I was like, oh, shit, yeah. I was straight away, I looked on Amazon, Amazon to try and get one. Them, yeah. But then I was thinking, oh, but I'll wake up. If I have to come into the studio and train someone at 5. You're doing it at 4.55? Oh, it doesn't really matter, but yeah. it's more of Emily, my wife. She'll oh, still true. be in bed. So true. Being considerate. YOLO. No, nah, don't worry. <laughs> Sorry, <kidding>. Em. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the sun is coming up Sun's now. Coming up. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. Um, so. I think as well, something that I've been focusing on lately is like sleep hygiene in terms of making sure blacked out. Like I know with daylight savings now, it can be challenging if I want to go to bed at 8.30 and it's still light outside. So mm. making sure that the room's super dark, blackout, curtains if you've got them, even wearing an eye mask, making sure there aren't little clock lights or anything like that that can be disturbing. Having a solid routine. So there's a mode you can put on your phone. It's like a blue light mode. It takes mm. all the blue light off of your phone, which is good. So if you want to or need to be on your phone, it goes onto this orange tinge. Yeah. Now you've got an iPhone, you can do it now. Yeah. Winding down, setting up yourself for routine, I think is important because you can't just go from working a busy life or having a busy day and go straight to bed and expect yourself to fall asleep. The, the iPhone, you can do black and white screen as oh, well. Can you? Stuff that, that would be, like, that's too yeah. much. Yeah. My wife, Emily, she uses the eye mask. Mm. I've tried as well, but it's just more of a comfort thing. I think I might have just got like an uncomfortable one. I yeah. I get more 
one that's more luxurious than <laughs> the eyes. There's this brand that actually one of my friends uses. Yeah. It's called Slip. Okay. And it's like a beautiful silk mask and it's like good for yeah. like your skin and it's not going to itch you and stuff. So okay. you need to invest in one of those maybe, yeah. <laughs> especially for the daytime naps. Yeah, you touched on sleep hygiene on in the book as well. Yeah, definitely the mask, the blue light, the lamp. A couple of things I was really impressed by was his attention to detail like the bed. Yeah. The bigger the bed, the better. <laughs> yeah. I think that's more like sleep comfort, yeah. obviously. Your pillow is making sure they support your like spine and neck. Yeah. And he, he says when people go to a bedding place or they're looking at buying a new mattress, it's not the most expensive one isn't necessarily the best. So it's one that's good for your spine. Yeah. Where you're not too deep into it or, or it's too hard. Yeah. So it's one that just keeps your spine neutral. Yep. And then he was saying about your sleep position, how there's an optimal sleep position. Apparently, you should be sleeping on your side, left. the left, no, the weaker hand side. Oh. I'm right-handed, so yeah. it's going to be my left side. Interesting. Because back in the day, if you were sleeping on your weaker side and you come across some danger, oh. then you've got your strong hands, you've got to do something. Interesting. Yeah. There you go. I thought it was the left side because of like the way your digestive system is set up. The I, don't <laughs> I don't know. We probably need to fact check that. But yeah, yeah it's interesting. Yeah. People like to sleep on their stomach and like their neck to the side. That, oh. Yeah, but I, yeah, after reading the book, I started to try sleeping on my left side mm. to start off with. Yeah. yeah. You just turn around anyway. Yeah, true. You don't even know what you're doing in your sleep. So start there, but go back to your normal, comfortable position. With that particular book, now there's some really good pointers. Yeah. I, I highly recommend if you're a busy individual. It's a very short, sharp book and you just get it, flick through it. Yeah get some tips on it absolutely i think it's just there are so many benefits to having at least adequate if not great sleep that it's severely underrated so it's a good topic to dive into a little bit more if you're if you think you need some education on it for sure if you don't know the benefits of sleep very simply it's going to help you release growth hormone to help your performance and your recovery it's going to improve your cognitive function and mood everyone knows this you don't need me to read out scientific dot points that i got from <laughs> chat gpt right? <laughs> <laughs> work performance Harvard Business Review, actually, lack of sleep negatively impacts leadership effectiveness. There you go. So, and then family relationships as well. So, sleep improves. Sleep's all. the best. Yeah. Thanks for listening to today's episode, guys. Hope you inspired some good sleep. Yeah. Moving forward. But yeah, you can find us on Instagram at Athletic Studio Podcast, and we'll chat to you in our next episode. Thanks, guys. If you found this episode useful, it would mean the world to us if you shared, rated and liked this podcast. It's how we keep it alive. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Athletic Studio. We would love to connect with you and see how your fitness and health improves with this newfound knowledge. Until next time.